Welcome to Experiencing Ease and Flow, where we talk about getting clear on what you want, seeing all the options available and bringing you back to your path of ease and flow. Now, today's episode I recorded uh, in the middle of the school holidays, and I talk all about how to blend work and life. And I speak very specifically and use the word blend very intentionally because these two things no longer need to be separate. We have for far too long put work in a box and put the rest of our life in a different box and that neither the two shall meet. However, we are creating a new lifestyle where we do work that we love. We have far more flexibility than we've ever had before and there are huge opportunities for us to break free of the limits and constraints that these boxes and old structures put on us. So I talk about blending work and life. I I talk about doing that in the school holidays with my two um, young ones around. I also touch on how my husband and I create space in our weekends and even um, for time for ourselves so that I can have time by myself and he can have time by himself and we can all get our needs met while still really prioritizing family. And I talk about putting our needs not above anyone else, but also not below anyone else and just having all of our needs on an equal footing so that we all deserve and receive the space that we need. So enjoy. Hello loves. I just wanted to talk to you about work structure and work time versus family time and the idea of when we need to do that and how much of that we need to do uh, because it's come up a couple times in the last few days. Um, First of all, for me, my husband and I today, it's a holiday Monday, have split the day up and said, look, you have four hours to yourself to do whatever you want to do and then I'll have four hours to myself. And so I'm down here in the garage He's upstairs playing games with the kids. Um, and we, we do this often. I was just on my Instagram story sharing that this is something we do often, like almost every weekend, um, or at least whenever one of us says, hey, look, I really need some time and space to myself. And we go, cool, well, let's make some. you know. And we keep our weekends very empty. And that was not always the case at all. There was actually a time um, pre-pandemic, so probably 2019 or so, where we realized that our weekends were very busy. We were, we had a lot on. We were always going out to something um, both days. And my husband's an introvert. introvert. He's a homebody and I love space. I love to have space. I love to be able to do things when I want and not do things when I don't want to do. And having, you know, weekends booked up months in advance with commitments, with things with friends that would feel like difficult to um, to cancel on or to not attend. We really had this moment where we had to look at it and say, is this how we want to spend our time? And it was actually a moment where we were like, this is too busy. We do not want to spend our time like this. And where we started was we started with one weekend a month. 
and that felt challenging. And of course this came to us, this change that we needed to make came to us in May, so this kind of time of year, um, which is birthday season for our friends and family. And not just any birthday season, but kids' birthday season as well. And so we were like, okay, yeah, this sounds great in theory. Let's look ahead at our month and wherever there is a month, wherever there is a weekend that is currently like free of things, let's like mark that in the calendar to say, this is our weekend for doing nothing. And we are going to protect it. And it is going to be a weekend where we don't do anything. Um, and we were like, okay, great. But what if, like, what if our friends have a party that weekend? What if my cousin's birthday is that weekend? And that was what we were afraid of, right? Is that that was the kind of compromise or sacrifice that we were making. It's like, actually, like, yeah, but no. And we were like, well, we, we need to honor what we need and we, we would need to say no. And so we prepared ourselves in making that commitment to keep that weekend free. We put our need for space for doing nothing to have a rest weekend. We put our need for rest at the same level, not above or below, but just on the same level as our desire and need to support friends and hang out with people and celebrate birthdays. And do all of those kind of things. <coughs> Excuse me. Because we were doing those as well, right? Um, it can seem like because we're choosing to rest over a birthday party, we're putting our needs above somebody else's. And if you look at it in that like micro view, then is it macro? The kids are upstairs playing this game called micro macro, which is why these phrases have come into my head to use in this example. And I don't actually know which way around to use them. So I'm pretty sure it's the micro is the little, right? Anyway, um, if you look at it just with one weekend and the choice we're making in that one weekend, then it could, you could perceive it that way. It could look that way. If you look over a month, if you look over a year, if you just look at the experience we're having, it's like, I don't personally believe you can or should, I hate using that word, but in this instance, I don't think you should look at anything out of context because we don't experience it out of context. We experience it in context. We experience it from our perspective and it is an experience. It's not surface level. It's not just what we're doing. It's how we're doing it. It's how it's making us feel. And by just looking at one part of it, it loses meaning. Or we end up giving it meaning that does not support the whole. So back to the point. We made that hard decision and we asked ourselves before the situation arose, like if one of our friends has a birthday party what are we gonna say and we had to both agree to say we would say we couldn't make it um because it was so important to us to create these pockets of space and so it started with one weekend a month um and this was through a year before the pandemic happened because then of course like pandemic happens and no one can go anywhere and everyone's just stuck 
in their houses with their people anyway and there's no invites and the whole world as we know it have changed so this may be a problem again for you now that like things are shifted and there's not as many restrictions in place as there used to be but it's a really important thing to say are you choosing how you spend your time or are you sort of it's not even going by default it's like say are you saying yes to things in isolation and not looking at the big picture because yes of course I want to celebrate my friend's birthday but do I want to celebrate it then do I want to celebrate it celebrate it in that way do I have the capacity to do that and I just recorded a podcast episode which will come out on the YouTube channel and out on the podcast um soon question mark in the next few weeks so um all about this idea of capacity um and that really when we are doing something we don't really want to do or don't feel we have the energy from for we're just stealing from another time we don't have this unlimited capacity but we can instead of just looking at time and space and saying do I have the time to do this thing and we start to factor in do I have the energy do I have the capacity which talks about mental well-being as well as emotional well-being and energetic um, let alone physical which is the um, like <laughs> those other things something's going wrong and then it manifests in the physical right in our physical health but if we can start to take into account our mental capacity, our emotional capacity, our like energetic capacity for doing the thing and make decisions based on that, then we're going to be supporting our physical health as well. A lot of the times, yeah, it has to work through those layers. So this was not quite what I was going to talk about, but this can be like a part one. Yay, beautiful. Um, so have a think about how you are spending your time and what space you are really craving because you can start very simply and choose one weekend a month to do nothing and just keep it clear you can decide that weekend that you do want to do something but the purpose is to keep the space so you have the option to do exactly what you want how you want when you want that weekend you don't have to do anything but if you feel like doing something, cool. But we're not pre-committing ourselves to that. And really what that's become now for us, you know, pandemic influence was certainly a factor. Let's look at things in context. But every weekend now, um, like our Saturdays are kind of family days. The kids usually have activities. We're like doing stuff around the house. But then Sundays are often a day where we don't have anything on. And we are doing nothing and we've taken that a step further as parents of small children um having parented through a pandemic my husband works from home i work from home we are in each other's space a lot to give each other time and space for ourselves and so we often on a sunday we're like oh okay well why don't you go take you know a couple hours now and then we'll switch over at this time and then I'll go take a couple hours and then it'll be kind of dinner time and la di da and it rather than if we don't consciously do that right we just end up coasting through the day each kind of wanting to go take time for ourselves but feeling guilty and feeling like we can't do it and feeling like we can't just like 
assume that the other parent has like got things covered let's talk to each other let's say what we need let's honor it for ourselves but also honor it for our other for our partner for our co-parent for whoever as like sharing the household things um and so that's extended today to come back to today <laughs> that's extended to um a whole four hour beautiful amazing chunk of time because we were up really early for the dawn service for anzac day and we thought what better day than today to take time for it ourselves and so um i'm sitting in this beautiful four hour chunk and i am choosing to work quote unquote um to what you would perceive as work activities i've recorded a podcast episode i have recorded a reel and put that out i have drafted another reel and now i am doing this video and i am so oh my gosh all of these ideas and doing the doing of all of these things have been bubbling up in my head all week long it is the middle weekend of the school holidays I've had both of my children there, six and four, both of them home. Um, I have not had any other like child care for them. So I have both the, the privilege and the challenge of blending work and parenting through the school holidays. Um, I absolutely would not have it any other way. Like I want I want this choice. I love having the choice that we have to work from home and work when I want. What happens though for a lot of us is that we still have these old structures and these old ideas of when we can work and when we can't, when we should work, when we shouldn't, when working is perceived as taking away from family time, where we, you know, shouldn't be sacrificing family time to work and there's there's this perception of it I think that other people might, like I for a long time thought that I was projecting this onto my husband essentially and being like oh he's gonna think xyz if I work on a Saturday or if I have a call in an evening like he's gonna think that I shouldn't be working then and judge me for it when really it was like old leftover conditioning that I had where I was thinking those things and part of me was still believing those things um and it just goes to show like I'm so grateful for this window of time to record all of these things which first of all is in dramatic contrast to the last few weeks when I've not had a voice to be able to really share everything anything it's all still been like processing but also I'm not going to have another four week block, four hour block of time, probably for until school goes back. I'm like, hold on, my mum did say she can come now on Wednesday, which because she's been away supporting family and doing things, I couldn't have, I didn't know that was going to happen until yesterday. So I will have another pocket of time, which will be amazing and delicious. But even if I hadn't, like I was planning, my, my default expectation was I didn't know that I was going to have that. So let's make the best of what we do know, right? Um, and it just, it makes me feel so good to be working during this time and to clear my head of all these ideas and all these things that had been building up. And this is where it comes to this idea of blending work and life and really not 
putting them in such defined boxes anymore. Because we can choose to work when we want and we can choose to be present with our family when we want. And like I was saying, for a long time, I felt like it was okay to be present with my family during what is traditionally known as work time, right? Monday to Friday, nine to five. It was great and to be celebrated and what freedom to be able to spend time with family and just not work during those more traditional work hours. What an amazing thing, lifestyle to have created. However, I still felt like there was this um, box around non-work time outside of a Monday to Friday, outside of a nine to five, where it was frowned upon to be working. Like, oh, you shouldn't be working now. This is family time. But it's only, we protected it as such when it was in context of the nine to five work week. When that work week ceases to be a thing in our lives, be a structure that we use for our work, then yes, we still want to honor and protect and value family time, but we need to release the box that we had put it in as well. Because equally, if we are able to go take ourselves out to the spa while the kids are at school or we're able to um, take the day off, like do other things that are not work from Monday to Friday, nine to five, then we can equally work in the times outside of that on a public holiday, right? And it's funny because like I've never really worked in well, not since I was like 15 or 16, worked in like retail stores or other things where public holidays, you kind of just work, you can work in as well. And my friends are nurses as well. So there's, there's industries and there's jobs where like public holidays don't really mean anything. But to for me, for the career that I had prior to working for myself, it was very much that like a public holiday was like not work. And so again, we need to look at these things in context and kind of realize where we are still holding onto those structures that are no longer serving us. And this came up in conversation with my support queen, beautiful Ebony Tippany, earlier this week because she had broken from her old job, her like she'd left her day job and had all of the freedoms of working for herself. Um, but there's still a certain amount of work in a week, right, that she wants to get done and is committed to getting done for her clients. And she had structured that into a Monday to Thursday day. And that worked really well for her for a long time. Having a three-day weekend felt huge because in contrast to like a two-day weekend and in contrast to doing work you love and absolutely lights you up four days a week from five days a week of work that's kind of meh, like that is a big change. That is a whole lot of freedom and a lifestyle shift. But once that becomes normal, once that starts to integrate, we then seek more freedoms we then seek time and space where we can like play a little bit more outside of those boxes. And so she had this moment this last weekend where it was like, I can work on the weekend if I want to. It's like, I feel like working now. I am allowed to. Whereas often we don't follow those urges. We don't follow those nudges because we have these rules in place. We have these boxes and we're like, oh, I'd like to do this now, but I can't but I shouldn't, but I'm not allowed. 
you're a grown-ass adult. You can make the rules. There are consequences to your rules or to your decisions. Sure. But when you're working for yourself, a lot of those consequences of, oh, I need to do this so that I keep my job and get paid, which is generally what motivates us to stay in the nine to five, Monday to Friday situation, are no longer there. What we are navigating instead is a sense of safety and security. The structure, whatever structure it is, gives us a sense of safety and security that there will be time and space to get the work done that I have, that I am working, that I am showing up, that, hey, look, this is when I work and it's important. And I think all of us who work for ourselves and work from home go through this evolution of what that looks like. And I could probably talk for a really long time about what that looks like for me. I'll try touching a couple of things um, because it kind of runs in parallel with my whole journey around of how I live my life and finding the path of ease and flow compared to living in this very like structured, hardworking, focusing on like what I'm doing rather than how I'm experiencing it life. So they very much overlap. I might have to go do some more thinking and come back to you with, with some thoughts and um, describing it in a way that is really going to... Um, Make, make sense, but also that I can articulate well. But it comes back to having that structure. If you think about having no structure at all, and you've got a whole lot of work to do, and you don't know when you can do it. It's that thing, especially with school holidays and small children, when you're like, there might not ever be time to do this. And this is the fear, right? The fear that we need to combat by creating the sense of safety and security is that there will never be time to do this. I'm not going to get my stuff done. If I don't get my stuff done, people aren't going to see what I do. They're not going to hire me. I'm not going to get clients. I'm not going to make money. It's this whole spiral, right? So we fear getting behind, not having enough time to do the work we need to do. Um, and then there's the whole argument of like, well, what work do we need to do to be able to like attract the people and be visible and make the money and have the impact we want to have. Um, so that's arguable and up for discussion. But there's this fear that we won't have enough time or any time to do the things we want to do that we consider work. And so we combat that with the sense of safety and security. And we can create that in many ways. And as we start to decondition and as we start to loosen our grip on the Monday to Friday, nine to five, I need 40 hours to work in order to get the result I want. Actually, I don't want to do that. So I'm going to choose to believe that I can do it in 20 hours and I'm going to do my 20 hours in this way. And then we start realizing that it's not actually the number of hours, it's the tasks that we do. And so we get more effective and aligned with what tasks we're doing. And so they feel easier and they feel more fun. And we don't feel like we have to force ourselves. And there's this whole paradigm shift of how we experience doing the work that we love that makes it not feel like work anymore. It makes it feel like on a public holiday, I want to create these things and share these things that have been in my head all week long that I have not had space for. And now I am gifted this space. And when I stop and think and tune in, the first thing I did was take a bubble bath at 9.30 in the morning. By the way, it was delicious. But then 
then this is what I wanted to do. I wanted to have the space by myself to really tune into my creativity, to my self-expression, to share what is on my heart, to share the experiences I'm having. That is my purpose and what I am meant to be here sharing is this different way of being, this different experience that's available to you, this different perspective you can have on life. And so for me today, doing this, like working on a public holiday when the husband's like taken charge of the kids and I can do anything I want to do, this is what, out of everything, I choose to do. Because I want to. It's like the thing, the thing I want to do. Which first of all is incredible. But to put this in context and to give this balance, of course there are other things that I want to do. Even just today, I want to do, I want to exercise. I want to do another dance little class thing. Um, but I can do that with the kids around. I can bring the kids downstairs. They can play. They can dance with me. They can watch me, whatever. I can do that and balance that activity with the children. It would not feel as good to try balance recording this with supervising and parenting the children. It's just my brain, no. I want to have fully, full focus, attention, fully open to sharing what I have to share here. So there's so many other things that I want to do and that I can do today or this week in context of being the primary parent for the children, the primary caregiver and supervisor for them. Um, because this is an activity that we do. It's part of our identity. It does not need to be our whole identity. It does not need to be attributed to a single person. My little boy actually the other day said he, I was, I'd closed my eyes on the couch while he was watching TV and he like, he pumped, he pushed at me. He's like, mommy, you're not allowed to go to sleep. I said, why can't I go to sleep? He says, because you're parenting. And I loved in that moment, because this is how my husband and I speak about it all the time. I loved in that moment that he saw it as a thing that I was doing, not who I was. And it's, it was like, yeah, at that point in time, I was the responsible parent. And, and then I said, I said, well, why can't I parent? Why can't I be parenting and have a nap? And he said, because you need to be watching us. And I, and then I said, okay, but, but I can kind of know what you're doing and, and have my eyes closed. He's like, you've got to watch in case we do something sneaky. This is my four-year-old, Manny Jen. So, I mean, fair, fair, fair call. He's very honest and I love that about him. Um, but it's this idea that it's an activity that we do. It's not like attributed to us as an individual person, as part of our identity. Yes, I'm a mother, but the active parenting of watching children, supervising children, guiding children, like parenting is how we call it in our house, parenting children. It's an activity that I do or my husband does or other adults can do. Um, and I just think that's a really important way to think about the parenting that we haven't, haven't thought about it much like that before. Don't remember how we got on that tangent. Um, but speaking of working when we want so I get to work now in the space that is available and I get to go finish reading my magazine because I can do that in the lounge upstairs while they're playing and while the kids are around um I get to make pumpkin soup for dinner my husband's going to put some bread on homemade bread with pumpkin soup 
how autumnal and seasonal of us delicious I get to still do a dance class. I get to go sit out in the beautiful sunshine. There's so many things that I can do for me that still fill my cup while it's the school holidays, while the kids are around, while we're in each other's spaces. I can still take my client calls this week. The kids are in the other room on the TV. Like I do do work during the week, but there's certain things when it comes to really spending time with ourselves and connecting in and tuning into how am I feeling, what's going on for me, processing what's happening in life, feeling our emotions, um, meditating, just like being with ourselves and like tuning into what do we really want. And then also the creative self-expression of that, whether that's lots of different mediums for lots of people. I've been reading this book by Julia Cameron, The Sound of Paper, which I'm going to do a something on video episode of the podcast I don't know I'm going to share it in some way um, because it's really blending this like past life that I had phase of this life um, where I was a writer or pursued that and there are reading it from this perspective now where I'm so you know connected into my intuition and into with the universe and having this perspective of the path of ease and flow and manifesting and all of that. It's just blowing my mind, seriously blowing my mind. Um, but the creative self-expression can be in lots of different ways. It can be in recording a video or it can, it's any kind of art, right? Any kind of creative self-expression, but often we need a safe place. We need a space where we can focus where we can be a clear channel for whatever it is that we are creating or that has built up this is how I felt before my space today that I'd had these ideas and these things that had built up and were waiting to be created and they were impatient and they were starting to block me and I was starting to feel really like agitated and grumpy and uncomfortable and just like all of there was like all this emotional build up energy build up behind them all because I hadn't yet been able to create them and express them um, so there are certain things where we need this sacred space to ourselves to give ourselves the permission and the freedom to follow our intuition to simply do what we want to be to spend time on things we otherwise wouldn't feel like we have time for and then we get to continue doing all these beautiful things that can nourish us, fill up our cup, expand our capacity while we blend in family and life and all the other stuff that happens that we need to do. So I hope this has been really useful and interesting. Another little insight into um, the school holidays at the moment. But also, we get to make the rules. It doesn't have to look any one way. And it's simply a case of like reshaping the structure, releasing the structure, but also reshaping it to maintain that sense of safety and security in different ways so that we can lean more into blending what we consider work and what we consider like the rest of our lives that have been so segregated for so long. And the way 
the thing, the place that we ultimately want to come to is at all times feeling into what do I feel called to do next? Do I feel called to do this activity, which some would allocate under a work banner? Or would I like to do this other activity, which some people would allocate under like self-care and health and wellness? For some of us, if you're like, if your job, if your work is being a fitness instructor and a personal trainer or like a dance leader or a Pilates teacher, like they are the same thing. Like you can be working out and doing your work at the same time. So nothing is truly separated. We just have been so conditioned to separate things and to come back to where we can live this life where things are truly blended and we can trust that there is room and space and a time for everything and we know how to tap into what we need space and time for to ask for that that we have ways within our family units within our partnerships with people to facilitate the creation of that space so that we can do the things that we want to do which we really need to do to be I, I was gonna say be our best selves but I didn't like that it was like to feel the best that we can we don't want this build up of energy because we're not able to express ourselves or like do something that really serves us we want to always have the channel or the outlet or the space that can be created to do the things that we need, that we feel pulled to do, that are really nourishing us and filling our cup and expanding our capacity to love on ourselves, love on our families, and really serve and support as many people as possible so that we can be creating the life, the experiences, the communities the world that we want to be living in so thank you so much for watching for listening and i'll be back with more experiences from my own life living loving finding and following the path of ease and flow Thank you so much for listening. I jam-packed a lot of stuff in there about blending work and life, looking at it from lots of different angles, speaking about how we can really start making decisions based on the whole capacity we have and not just what our schedule looks like, how we can create space in our schedule for time for ourselves to connect with ourselves. So if there's anything that came up in this episode that you would like me to speak more to, to elaborate on, to bring more examples to it, if you've got any questions, I would love to continue this conversation. You can get in touch with me on Instagram at Karen Hewson, or if you are catching this on YouTube, you can just drop a comment um, down there in YouTube and yeah, we can continue in another episode. If you did enjoy this episode and feel called to share, I would love for you to take a screenshot and share it on social media. If you are sharing on Instagram, you can tag me at Karen Hewson. I love to reshare and connect with you. And if you did have a friend pop to mind as you were listening who you thought, oh, they would really love this or they could really use this, please do send it to them. If you've seen where we've shared it on social media, you're welcome to tag them there or send them one of those posts. I'd love for more people to hear this and be able to be opened to the possibility of the path of ease and flow. There is 
another way available to us that is not all hard work, sacrifice and hustle. If you desire more support on finding your path of ease and flow and following, coming back to it again and again, creating different structures that really create that sense of safety and security so that you can pursue the lifestyle you desire so that you can make some of those dreams a reality, then I do have a couple ways that you can work closer with me. You can find links for all of my current offers in the show notes, along with any past episodes or resources that I talked about in this episode. So until next time, let's keep choosing not to do life the hard way and instead hold space for the path of ease and flow.